0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Iowa.
1: One second, before we get going, um, I made an error in our very first episode. Great start. And um, I said that we only had two out of the four Big Ten players that had two big two pick sixes in the same game and we actually had three uh my apologies to bj lowry and 20 in 2013 against western michigan what's worse is that i played on that team and i played in that game so i apologize <laughs> bj uh, but we actually have three of the four that have done it and dbu
0: and dbu um so yeah i guess what he's trying to say is i'm taking applications for a new co-host um for somebody that actually knows what they're talking about. Um, So you can send that to. That's
1: low. That's low.
0: (laughs) All right. CyHawk week. Here we go. This is always a big game every year, except for last year because it didn't exist. Uh, But every year it's a big one. But this year I think it's going to be especially special. Game day is going to be there and two top 10 teams for the first time in CyHawk history. What do you think?
1: I think it's going to be crazy. I really do. And kind of what adds more to it is that last year was all Iowa State was, oh, we definitely would have beaten Iowa this year. <laughs> and, and Iowa was all, well, we definitely would have beaten Iowa State this year. Michigan and Missouri didn't even want to play us. Mm. Well, why would Iowa State want to play us? <laughs> so I think with all that kind of angst after taking a year off of the Cy-Hawk, I think I think the fans and the players and the coaches are ready to get after it.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And just like, I think everybody's still on that high of like football's back and they're just like ready to go, like ready to get after it every Saturday. They don't care where the game is. They don't care who we're playing, but they do care this week because it's it's Iowa State. And uh, but they don't look like Iowa State.
1: You want to talk about that quick?
0: Yeah, You know what? I do want to talk about that really quick, Matt, because there are a few things that irritate me more. And it shouldn't get to me as as much as it does. But I hate when teams come out in a color that's not their school color. Okay? You say it a
1: lot. Like when Minnesota started the year against Ohio State.
0: Minnesota with the gray. No, you're maroon and like a yellowy-goldy color. Why?
1: Michigan State.
0: Michigan State with the highlighter lime green. No. You are like a... Whatever color you call that, like an army type green, olive green color. You are not lime green. Anyway, it drives me crazy. And what I really don't understand is why Iowa State was like, we're wearing the blackout uniforms against a black and gold team.
1: It's going to look like an Iowa scrimmage.
0: It is very interesting. And here's this is my message to Iowa State and whoever decided what uniform they're wearing. You should have done a whiteout. It is a 3.30 game. There's potential that it could turn into a semi-night-ish game. I don't know when um, Well, if it's is. like
1: uh, 2019, then it will become a night game.
0: <laughs> this is true. It could be a very long game. But um, Whiteout. Should have done some like really cool white jerseys, something new, nice block letters and like a cardinal, their cardinal color, tiny little bit of yellow somewhere in there. Maybe some white helmets. I like a white helmet. I don't know we could have done more and then everybody's wearing white in the stand imagine jack trice in a whiteout it would be so cool and then we would wear black
1: the only thing is they just can't not do what like try to do what we do they can't not do it
0: yeah well that's what happens when you're a little brother is that too far it's CyHawk week. I well, feel like Tyler I can Goodson say also things.
1: said that it was their Super Bowl. <laughs> that's true.
0: That's so true. I don't think it's but anything see, too I'm far. But see, I'm not playing. Ah. So like Tyler can say that because like he's going to go out there and prove it. Whereas I, I'm just that fan that's like saying things. But anyway, that's my thing with the jerseys. So next time, Iowa State, do a whiteout. This is, this is your time. So let's get into it. There is a lot of history between the CyHawk game, but I just want to go back these past five wins. Memory um, lane. Memory lane, I guess. Let's take a little stroll down it. Um, last five wins. There have been some really good ones. 2015, let's go back to that one. This is one of my favorites. Definitely one of the funnest to relive. And I think it it just added to the magic of the 2015 season, just kind of looking back. Um, but the two big runs by C.J. Beathard. One of my favorite things of all time. Those runs, for whatever reason, are f- like, they're funny to me.
1: But one was called. One was meant for him to run. The other one was like him making a play. Right. But I don't understand how defenders miss him as much as they do. Not saying that like <laughs> CJ doesn't have moves. But like you watch him and you rewatch the uh, the bootleg that we were on like our own three or four yard line and he runs for like 40 yards. <laughs> They're, like, lunging to the side of him with their arm, like, flying off his gut or his hips. And it's like, what are you doing? How do you miss him?
0: It's, he's elusive. I don't know. Like, had he been a returner,
1: (laughs) he would have been a touchdown every time. Should have tried it. Should have tried it.
0: Should have tried it. Um, Then we had that Riley McCarron touchdown, which is a great catch. A great throw Absolutely,
1: Double move on the outside, rolling to his left, put it in a breadbasket. Phenomenal.
0: Um, and then the, I think the best part of that whole thing was when you guys all joined hands, swarmed, but like walked swarmed over to the other sideline, got the Seahawks trophy, that. That was a moment. Well, just let
1: them know that we took over the field.
0: Everyone had chills, for sure. Um, moving on, 2016. This was one of your biggest games, so it holds a little special place in my heart, not to mention that we got engaged right after Um you always say this to people but you had to put me in a position where I couldn't say no, and I hate when you say that. Like there was a chance that I was going to say no.
1: You, but as the guy, it's always nerve wracking. It's always scary. <laughs> like I knew for dang sure you were saying yes, mm-hmm. but in you knew that, so
0: much so that you didn't even like have a speech prepared. You just said, "Let me cut to the chase," and then got down. Hold on! One hold me. on! Hold
1: on! Hold on! Hold on! I had something prepared. <laughs> But I got so nervous when I pulled out the ring. But that there was all no I chance said, I
0: was gonna say no. Come on, your story's not lining up.
1: It is because you don't you're not put in this situation. I know what the result's gonna be and I'm still nervous. Like okay. it's crazy. Anyway, yes. All I said was cut to the chase and then I just looked at you until you grabbed the ring. Like that was <laughs>
0: And somebody commented and said that it's bad luck for the girl to put the ring on herself. I didn't know that. but I haven't heard,
1: I hadn't heard that before Almost either. five
0: years later and we're still going. So A-O. what are you going to do? Okay. 2017. Um, six and a half minutes left in the fourth. Down 10. We came back. Take me through it.
1: Yeah. Crazy touchdown there. Six and a half minutes. Uh, I think it was Amir. And then next possession, uh, Parker gets the interception. Miguel Racinos uh, with the field goal ties it up. And then... Um, before was it a little bit before that Akram's incredible touchdown against Joel Lanning which was the quarterback moved middle linebacker mm. and he was going to cover Akram one on one which exactly everybody's uh, response to that and um, just because Akram so good in the open field obviously makes a phenomenal play boom I think that was to tie it up at 38 to go into um, to go into to overtime and then we ended up winning in overtime. James goes up into the stands, and everybody mm-hmm. thought that was fans. Those weren't f- – they are fans, but they're not. They were actually teammates that didn't dress, So whether it be for injury or for other reasons. So Dalton Ferguson, Lucas the Grand, uh, Nate Weeding. They were our boys. <laughs> That's who he's celebrating with.
0: But, hey, it was an epic picture of James Daniels. It like, was.
1: It was. I loved it. I wouldn't doubt that he would do that with random fans, too.
0: That's true. Okay, 2018. A very um, – I would just say a less exciting Sci game. Um, there wasn't a touchdown scored until the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, with uh, we had a, we stopped him, got the ball with like 11 and a half minutes left to go in the game, up uh, six to three, I believe, at that time. And then um, we had a five minute, 83 yard drive. Uh, Brandon Smith had a phenomenal release on the outside, uh, one inside on a fade, but stacked his guy to give Stanley a place to put the ball and then um, set up a Makai Sargent touchdown and 13-3. to Kind of played like a Big Ten game almost. There you have it. Which is why we won by 10.
0: Thrilling. When it's hilarious because this afternoon we were talking about it. I was like, what happened in 2018? Like We kind of went through all the games and I was like, I can't. I, I don't know. We had to rewatch it. Anyway, um, okay, 2019, we were just fans at this game, sat up in the in the stands and it was the longest game in the history of games. that's an ex- exaggeration that's not true, but felt like it. There were so many lightning delays. I think there was like two or three times that we had to leave our seats and then go sit in the concourse and wait it out. Oh my gosh, every time a lightning strike would hit within like a certain radius radius yeah. or whatever, then they would have to postpone the game for what a half hour
1: yeah half hour from the latest lightning strike oh my gosh but that was so crazy i do think that whoever like runs like the cyclone like like they must have been lit every time they got to hit it and like something actually happened <laughs> yeah, like somebody didn't true. get the memo and he's like hey finally they're listening to me
0: <laughs> yeah no that's true because yeah it's, i know there I was really like,
1: is a warning guys are they
0: celebrating what do we celebrate? oh no we're actually sheltering okay got it everyone to the concourse stat um And then you get to the end of the game. You know, we stuck it out. And all the fans that stuck it out for all those lightning delays and the whole thing and all the rain. It was worth uh, it. It was worth it. If you're an Iowa fan, if you're an Iowa State fan, you're like, I stuck it out this whole time for this. I'm not going to lie. I feel bad for the guys that made that last last little special teams mishap happen. Um, Just because I know that had to haunt them, quite honestly but
1: well i mean it's like when uh, when the waiter says enjoy your food and you're like you too.
0: No, yes. But on an elevated scale. <laughs> an elevated scale. <laughs> enjoy your flight you too. I mean bye. Yes. I totally agree with that. So 2019 the the year of the weather and then the year of the unfortunate cyclone debacle. And the thing is
1: that's going to be around for a while.
0: Yeah, there was a few special gifts that gifs gifts, whatever it is, that came out of that. Um anyway. Okay, twenty twenty didn't play a CyHawk game. Just a lot
1: of smack talking.
0: Yeah. And now it's all leading up to this tomorrow. The CyHawk game of twenty twenty one. But before we get to that, Matt, I gotta ask you. Um we're gonna well, I gotta tell you that we're gonna have a little delivery coming here in a little bit. I am officially a part of the Cheese of the Month Club.
1: Cheese. Of the Month Club.
0: Yes. This is true. I'm a part of the Cheese of the Month Club from Galena River Wine and Cheese. It is a wine and cheese shop in Galena, Iowa. It was founded in 2014 by a husband and wife duo. Um, They're both Iowa grads, longtime season ticket holders, just the best kind of Iowa fans. Um, They have a huge selection of wine and cheese. And like I said, they have a Cheese of the Month Club. I'm getting my first delivery here in the next couple of weeks, and I'm so excited. I just cannot wait.
1: Do what? they tell you what kind of cheese it
0: is? No, I think it is actually a surprise cheese. That a surprise just cheese lands on your doorstep. It's the. It's the best kind of surprise you could possibly have. Yeah. See? And it gets shipped directly to you. And you guys, if you want to go to Galena, I mean, you just got to just get away for a little bit. It is the coolest little spot. um, Maybe just to go to kill a bye week or, you know, to hang out with your lady and take a little break from college football. Whatever it might be. Visit the Galena River Wine and Cheese Shop. It's the first shop on the right as you enter Galena. So here we go, 2021, the Cyhawk game, two top 10 teams, Spencer Petrus's first time starting versus Iowa State, his first time in Jack Trice Stadium, and his first time playing, or starting, I should say, in front of opposing fans. Tell me about how they have been preparing him this week, and then also how you think he's going to do.
1: Well, first off, I mean, they've been preparing him for a while, like he's been he's been getting ready for a while, and uh I loved playing at Iowa State outside of Kinnick, Iowa State was my favorite place to play. The grass is phenomenal, like it's cut really well,
0: yes, Keith Duncan actually just tweeted about that today and
1: that's someone who has to know a thing or two about grass because mm. he's kicking
0: this is true okay
1: so um. Grass is really nice, as uh, Keith pointed out. What makes it so special, though, is that, like, they really get into it. You know, like, th- their fans are all about hating Iowa. And um, and yet they keep trying to BS with black uniforms again. Uh, sorry, that still gets on my mind. But the way that they prepare Spencer this week, I mean, it's going to be loud at practice. They're going to be playing a bunch of cyclone BS. They're going to be playing the fight song and uh, their fight song in our locker room until it just drives you absolutely insane and you never want to hear it. Um, so, I mean, that and the stupid warning thing, like I said, like we talked about earlier, that cyclone. Uh, storm extreme weather warning, whatever it is.
0: Honestly, I'm not really sure. Uh, I tune it out.
1: <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So um, they've been blaring that all week in preparation of what it's going to be like when he's down on the field and the guys can't hear him. So it really isn't just on him, though. I mean, the offensive line has to know, let's say they come out in this look and we've got play A against this look. Well, now they come out in that look. So we need to check to plan B or play B because it's that look. Well, all 11 guys have to know that we're checking the play. So Spencer's got to communicate that to the running back. He's got to communicate that to the line. Well, now it's on Tyler Lunderbaum and the whole line to make sure that they know who's blocking where, who's doing what. The receiver's got to know what's going on because did we check to a pass? Did we check to a run? Did we check to whatever? So everybody's going to be on the same page. So everybody really has to be hypersensitive and focus. But the biggest thing is just... Um, I mean, he, he talks like a guy that you want, that you have to respect. He says the right things, Spencer, that is, he says the right things, he just goes out and does his job. He doesn't get like, I think he gets fired up, I feel like, like Stanley did, but he doesn't get crazy fired up. I, I don't know how to say it.
0: Like he doesn't get too high or too low. Right. S- seems like an even keel kind of
1: dude. Right. I, that's the better way to put it. And so I don't think that he's going to have any issue with, with uh, going about his business tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so three keys to the game, I guess. So the first one... Is just handling the environment, and a lot of that has to do, obviously, with you know the communication and, like you mentioned, the line and Spencer Petrus and the whole deal.
1: Um, One thing that I want to mention about the environment that I absolutely love is you walk down by the student section.
0: Yeah, you guys do come in dear, uh, next to the student section, don't you?
1: And I absolutely love it because they start f the Hawkeyes and they chant it, and it's just like I cannot wait to shut you guys up <laughs> in, a, in about an hour and a half when this game starts.
0: See, that's what I'm saying. Like Jack Trice can just be so intense. Like you come out to a chant that's like vulgar, f the Hawkeye, I mean, come and on it's
1: awesome, yeah, I mean, as a player, it's like this is this is why we
0: play as a fan wearing black and gold, you get a little bit scared, at least I do, <laughs> um, but yeah, I will say Jack Trice does have a really nice game environment, their sound system is fantastic, um. And that's the last nice thing I'm going to say about Iowa State today. I'm going to take a little page out of Keith's book. Um, Okay, so that's first key is handling the environment. Let's go to the second one. Um, What do you got for me?
1: The second biggest key is going to be taking care of the football. Mm. Now, as far as Spencer, he did pretty well. You know, he didn't know no turnovers or anything like that on his side. Um, KF started his presser by saying that um, we had less arrests in Kinnick than we did fumbles on the field.
0: Which, hey, shout out to the Hawkeye fans.
1: Handling your alcohol correctly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. First game with alcohol at Kinnick Stadium. And look at that.
1: No arrests. Shout out from the head guy. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> okay. So taking care of the football.
1: Taking care of the ball. I mean, obviously, we don't—we never want to put the ball on the ground. But there were a few times where different players had it down. And again, I'm not saying I had the best ball security. Um, but we do need to clean some of that up. I think the other part, like we had talked about in the, uh, in the recap is that there were five or six different drops or muffs, uh, depending upon how you saw it. Again, I've had my fair share of drops and muffs that have happened in games or in practices or whatever. So nobody's really immune to it unless you're like a Larry Fitzgerald. But like outside of that, um, it, it's just one of those things that you got to make the makeables. As KF always says, make the makeables control, what you can control, go from there. And there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to be more in sync than they were last week. Obviously, they've got another week of preparation. They've gotten a chance to kind of see what Iowa State does and and understand where their voids are going to be and, you know, what they're going to try and attack or if there's a particular DB that they're going to go after, whatever the case may be. It's just, um, just the most important thing is the football. And um, usually, Coach Davis actually talked about this when I was there, that if you win the turnover battle and you win the explosive plays, I think he was like 285-0 if you won both of those. So mm-hmm. an explosive play is any run that's over 12 yards and a pass play that's over 15. And then turnovers. So if you had more explosive plays and left less turnovers, you always won.
0: Hmm, Interesting.
1: Throughout his entire career. And he was an offensive coordinator there for a long time. I like it. So uh, anyway, so can take care of the football.
0: Okay. Third key to the game. What do you got for me?
1: stay disciplined. Mm. You know, Iowa State does a lot of funky stuff. (laughs) One phrase that always cracks me up is, um, let's say you're running a play, but then you change who's in there, but you still run the same play. Mm -hmm. People say you're putting lipstick on a pig. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that phrase? Yeah, I've heard that. Um, So Iowa State does a lot of that Okay. in terms of moving guys around, whether they're moving a tight end to do a seal seal block on the backside, which essentially is bringing him, let's say... Uh, you're behind the formation, The tight ends on the right. He's going to motion over to the left, and he's when the play is or when the ball is snapped. He's going to go block the guy on the right. So that's the first thing you got to know where the tight ends are going and what they're doing. And the defense has seen all this, so staying disciplined on that aspect. The second part of that is that Brock Purdy can run, so you got to stay disciplined in how you pass rush. You got to stay disciplined in in what your assignment is, you know, we're talking now, uh, Coach Wallace actually came out under the presser and said they're going to run more of a 4-3. So last time I talked about, you know, it could be a 4-2-5, it could be a 3-3-5, it could be anything of that nature. It kind of depends on what kind of personnel they have in there. Well, now they've said we're probably going to have to go with a 4-3. And that's just because Iowa State's going to bring in bigger guys. You know, they've got uh, decent tight ends, and that's something that Iowa State's always typically got, is big receivers, big tight ends, that kind of stuff. So they're going to have two tight ends in the game a lot of the time. Um, so we're going to have to match that by bringing in Justin Jacobs a little bit more. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how they move Dane, Belton, and Kayvon and, you know, see how much they play or where they play and all that kind of stuff. So... um I'm kind of interested there, but really being disciplined on defense. And um, that kind of sums it up, at least on there. On offense, being disciplined and taking care of the football. I mean, those kind of go hand in hand. Being disciplined and, and knowing what the snap count is. So we don't have any dumb false starts. That goes along with key number one. So, I mean, I think all three keys are absolutely attainable. And really kind of sums up by playing Iowa football. You know, you go out there, do what you do, do what you've been training to do, do what you've been coached to do, do what you've been seeing on film, uh, or take what you've been seeing on film and make it apply to your game when you see them tomorrow. And um, I, I got no doubt that I was going to be in this.
0: So I know that you watched the Iowa State U and I game um, just this afternoon, actually. What kind of Iowa State team did you see? Like they just kind of squeaked by you and I. And that's not a knock on you and I, right? Like, I'm sure they're a great football team, but you and
1: I always plays Iowa State tough. Yeah, I mean they true. beat them the other. I don't remember when they beat them, um, but I remember the next week we played Iowa State and it was like a three or four point game. And then um, you and I always plays Iowa State tough. You and I always usually plays us tough. Mm-hmm. So,
0: <sighs> anyway, what kind of Iowa State team did you see?
1: It's so hard. I mean, it seemed like they. I mean Brock Purdy ran a little bit. I think he had like 58 or 60 yards, which is why I talk about being disciplined and knowing how to rush the passer. Yeah, like, I feel
0: like that like a running quarterback usually gives any defense some trouble.
1: Absolutely. Just the fact being able to move and, you know, everybody on the back end is doing what they're supposed to do and then all of a sudden they still give up a third and four, they give up 6 yards without mm-hmm. really even trying. Yeah. But like one thing that I saw of you and I that Iowa won't do, it was the very first third down in the game of you and I and Iowa State and um, you and I had the ball. They snap it. The right tackle didn't move. He physically did not move until like two or three seconds after the snap happened. And so the quarterback got smacked by somebody who came by free. And so like he just didn't move. So Mm -hmm. I know Iowa's not going to do that. Mm -hmm. But so uh, the thing is, if you give Iowa State a little bit of life, then they kind of, then they feed off their own energy. But I Mm -hmm. feel like at the same token of that, if you take it out, and you take the air out of them. Yeah, it stays out.
0: That's a really good point. I feel like that's true. I feel For... like
1: there aren't many games that you see Iowa State come back.
0: You know what? I think Iowa State. That's a good point. Is a very emotional team. Yeah.
1: When wow. they're when they're up and you give them life, like after they hit the double. Oh, and talking about discipline, talk about 2019 where they hit the double touch uh, the double pass touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding that they will do something funky, right? Because that's what they're going to have to do in order to beat us.
0: Yeah huh
1: but yeah they hit that and they get all crazy and hyped up and everything like that
0: yep and then feed off the energy of the fans too it just adds a whole nother layer okay well there you have it three keys to the game and then also gotta look out for for that feeding off their own energy okay well here we go cyhawk week i'm nervous but in kind of a great way it's it's that rivalry, lifelong Hawkeye. I've just grown up not liking Iowa State, you know. Unless uh, I'm sorry, I I don't mind them when we're not playing them. I will yeah, root I cheer for, for them.
1: them when when we're not absolutely. playing them, for absolutely,
0: absolutely. Okay, that's the last nice thing I'll say about Iowa State until tomorrow is officially over. Um, okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate all the. Um, you know, support that we've gotten thus far. I think we were both kind of surprised at how many people downloaded the podcast and have been listening. So, um, definitely doesn't go unnoticed and we really do appreciate it. So, um, hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, your family, turn on the notification bell, whatever it might be. I don't know.
1: Is that, is that just YouTube?
0: I don't know.
1: (laughs) Whatever it is, just hit it.
0: (laughs) Try it out. (laughs) See what happens. Just draw
1: it on your phone and then just tap it.
0: You got it. Um, yeah thank you guys so much uh let's do it let's prove it's uh it's a hawkeye state for real for real for real
1: and we'll see y'all on monday let's roll go hawks
0: thank you for listening to
1: believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for
0: b-l-e-a-v on youtube